0: All right. What questions do you have for me, um, Kalani? You, you had a lot of experience when you were in, at Utah and Oregon State facing the air raid type offenses. USC's installed some air raid concepts mm-hmm. into their offense this season. From from a defensive perspective, what's the most challenging thing about defending the air raid? Well, I have most. My I'm familiar with it because uh, we had that offense here when I was at BYU. So. A lot of the concepts, uh, a lot of the schemes carry over from when I played here under Norm Chow and Lavelle Edwards, and so uh, you're looking at it. The concepts are still the same, um, execution, all that it still matters. And so that that's probably my first introduction is that I played under the system. The next thing is that we're defending it. Uh, so there uh, there's, a things, there's some ways you can you can uh, defend it, but there's also it's it's such a uh, unique offense that uh there's a lot of different ways to attack it but um there's a lot of ways that they can counter as well so it's going to be a good matchup looking forward to it
1: from your film breakdown over the weekend what were some things you learned on, on the offense and, and defense side?
0: obviously there's a, a lot of things that we, we need to get better and and um you know trying to get at our best and that's what the focus is going to be to make sure that we're performing at our best this saturday and and uh and, uh, you know, take advantage of the opportunity that we have come, having a ranked team get, come to our, our stadium again. So, um, you know, there, there's a, in all three phases, there's a lot of things that we can, we can adjust and improve on. And so we made some improvements from week one to week two, um, but I'd like to see it continue. You know, I, I think the environment Tennessee was, was different. Um, it was really cool that the, um, the fans there were awesome. It was, it was a cool experience for our players. The noise level was something that, that uh, I think even surprised some of our coaches. Even Coach Grimes mentioned that he'd never heard that place that loud before. And and so um, I think it uh, some things that, that, that were surprising for us, but I, I was really pleased with the way the coaches responded to it and uh, with with adjusting some of the things that we did uh, on both sides of the ball. So um, we were able to make it work, and, and that's because I had coaches and players that are Willing to adjust and make, and, uh, make things happen.
1: When you mention environment, of, you know, tons of BYU fans were there. Just kind of reflect mm-hmm. on how massive that that showing was for BYU fans.
0: Yeah, and they were loud. And I mean, you could hear them. You know, um, throughout the game, uh, cheering and making a lot of noise. And so it was, it was a cool place to be, man. I, I think the, uh, yeah, it was a, a nice environment. It was a great experience for our players, but I think the fans had a great time too. And I. Just the people in, in in that area in Tennessee and in Knoxville were awesome. Really good to our families and friends over there watching the game, and and they're uh, good to our play, our players too. So the hospitality was awesome.
1: Can you put a finger on why you seem to play better on the road against Power Five teams than at home?
0: I don't know. I think we just need to find out how if we can play like that on the you know at home. So that's going to be the key. Is just trying to simulate the effort. I think the effort's always been there. Our guys have worked hard. And, I don't know if it has anything to do with matchups or whatever, but uh, looking forward to play, performing better at home against USC this weekend. What inspired the position changes? Zane
1: back to safety. Malik goes back to corner. What what inspired some of those moves?
0: A couple things. I think um, looking at what our, what Zane could do for our defense at the, the safety spot. I think he's uh, he can be physical and play at the line of scrimmage, but um, it's a little different than what we had when we had Fred there. You know, he, um, he's more of a of a Hybrid safety that's playing linebacker, and so I think he's more comfortable with that position. Uh, probably has an opportunity to make more plays, not specifically in tackles, you know, at the line in, in the box or at the line of scrimmage. But uh, I think we can utilize his speed to help us out there, and then it, it gives us a good rotation with the guys there. Ty- Tyson had a bigger role in the offense against Tennessee than he did against Utah.
1: Is the plan to just keep increasing his touches. I mean, is there an ideal amount of touches you want to see from him in the game?
0: We just need to score points. That's it. I mean, it. He's on the field, so the the role you mean handling the ball, right? Yeah. yeah so carries, um, catches. That yeah, kind if he'll get us in the end zone, that's all that I care about. Is getting points on the board, and defense stopping them from scoring points. What
1: do you think of USC's true freshman quarterback?
0: Yeah, Slovis—he's an impressive kid. Good composure. watched him last uh, on the film, and just—I uh, think he—he he has, yeah, he's poised and, and made some really tough throws, and uh, obviously was really effective. I think his twenty for thirty-three and three hundred seventy-seven yards. So that—that's—he uh, has some really good weapons around him. But I thought he showed some really good maturity and poise in the pocket, and was able to throw the ball uh, with good timing.
1: Did you scout USC in like in, in the preseason at all, or is this your first
0: look at that? Yeah, we did a little bit of it, but this is the first time we've really gone into it with depth, you know. And, and um, I think the, I think what they're doing is really effective. There's the reason why they're ranked and why there's a lot of excitement going on with them. And so uh, we get them here at home. Just looking forward to matching up with them.
1: Personnel-wise, does it kind of match what you expected from the preseason scene? Oh yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, athletic, tough. I mean, their defense has got a, a tough front. You know and um, they're physical so I'm I'm really familiar with that staff and have a lot of good friends on that staff I know what they're capable of doing and they've done a great job uh, developing and recruiting and they have some really good weapons and I'm excited to see our guys go against them
1: certainly not every freshman quarterback is is the same but we always hear when a defense goes against a freshman quarterback you know you're trying to overwhelm them and, and give them many different looks try and see is that oversimplifying it or, or is that really what you're trying to do with it with a guy that doesn't have a ton of collegiate reps at least to this point
0: well, I mean I, I think everyone goes after the quarterback because he's the guy that handles the ball every play you know and, and makes the decisions but uh, you, you can't deny all the weapons that they have and the things that they can do in the run game and also in the pass game. So we're, we have to be well balanced and we have to improve on some things on defense and uh, looking forward to getting those complete, uh, you know, getting those fixed and and uh, progressing as a defense uh, when you're handling all those weapons and then an offense trying to find ways to be more effective and score points.
1: Last year your team had a big win at Wisconsin a couple weeks later struggled with Washington. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like your roster is better equipped to week in, week out, be competitive against these Power 5 teams?
0: Well, I mentioned that after the post game that last year we... The, the, the a big factor was, you know, how we came out of the game uh, uh, with Wisconsin's physical game. We had to, a lot of guys get banged up, and um, I think as we started to develop our players and get them ready for this type of schedule, the key was to focus a lot on our health and nutrition, and, and uh, we came out of the game pretty healthy, so that's a good sign for us.
1: Mike is a guy that showed a lot of emotion after the Utah
0: loss and was able to bounce back with a moment. The Wake fans probably aren't going to forget anytime soon. How big was that for him? And, and can you just speak to what kind of player he is for you and what that meant? Yeah, he's 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 put a lot of um, um, it's a lot of his heart and soul into this program, you know. And then some things that people don't see, and the, the things with the culture, and um, just he put a lot a of, lot of effort into the into the program, mm-hmm. and so. I was just really pleased with him being able to make plays, you know. And uh, it doesn't really matter to him though whether he's catching the football or blocking. It's something that he takes a lot of pride in, and, and having this team be successful. So uh, I'm just really thankful. He's one of our leaders, and he's one of our many leaders. And uh, I rely on them heavily to help make decisions and and get their feedback. And as we collaborate and get things going this year.
1: You look up and down USC's depth chart, and it's been a lot of guys that. You guys recruited at one point, offered scholarships. Are are they one of the programs you see a lot in recruiting battles, co- you know, competing to get recruits?
0: Yeah, of course. Especially when we offer guys young, and we start working our a relationship, uh, we we see USC does a lot of recruiting. They they do a great job recruiting and evaluating, but uh, we think we do as well, you know. And and that's some of the battles we have to get into recruiting. There's there's some things that are unique about USC that you can't get here at BYU and vice versa. There's things at BYU that we do that you can't do at USC so um, if it's only centered around football then that's what you're going to get. And for us it's, it's more than that and the purpose of players being here is more than just football alone. You have to move on to prepare for
1: USC but are there ways that you can capture some of the momentum that you got in the fourth quarter in overtimes against Tennessee and remind the guys this is what you're capable of?
0: Yeah, I think we hit on those points and we scored points in, in, in overtime so that like, in those two drives, you know, so um, like I said before, score points and stop them from scoring. And you know, it was, they scored a touchdown in the first overtime as well. But I thought we made it really hard for them, and we're, we had guys in the right spots, and uh, there weren't a lot of missed assignments. They just made plays that, that need to be made. And, and uh, in the second overtime, our defense was able to secure tackles and be in the right spot. And same thing, we got a lot of Simon Sound football from our defense, and uh, forced them to kick a field goal, and our offense was on the field, and made a touchdown, and won the game. So. Uh, I think we'll have a lot of success if we can rely on those guys and, and uh, you know, if we need to kick a field goal, then we have a kicker that can make them.
1: Getting back to playing better at home, is there any change in routine that you have planned or will you just go... Yeah, we've
0: and... done a lot of different things that I probably don't want to share with you guys. So, <laughs> yeah, we're not just relying on uh, on hope as a, as a way to play better at home. So there's a lot of things that we're doing different in the program this year that we haven't done before. and. Uh, looking forward to seeing it work.
1: You, you said after the game the guys were having fun, even in overtime. Do you think uh, there's ways to get them to maybe play that loosely at home?
0: Oh yeah, we, we're, we're working on it. So,
1: Kalani, you said that.
0: <laughs> Stop trying to get into my playbook of everything. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Got a story to write. Yeah,
0: it's not going to be my playbook in my. <laughs>
1: you said that you keep you saw improvement from week one to week two. Mm-hmm. What improvement specifically on either side of the ball stands out to you?
0: Well, I mean, I think the assignment part was one that we really focused on. We had a lot of mental breakdowns in week one, and then uh, specifically taking care of the football, you know, um, uh, and non-defense getting getting turnovers. And I, I, I don't think uh, we got we have one turnover. I mean, in regulation, they scored a touchdown off of our tip pass, you know, that we tipped. And so there's still a lot of things that go on. I mean, when when Kavika came off of that drive, it, um, he was really frustrated. and was like, hey, you're in the right spot. Just... Catch it next time, you know, and right. um, and then he did. And so, um, I think just focusing on the things that they did well, but also uh, knowing where you're supposed to be. I think a lot of the the mistakes that we had were, were, were guys not in the right spot, and, and even with our with our assignments and being in the right spots and the right gaps for tackling on the run game is, is something that we still need to improve on, and trying to get that sorted up for this game. So, uh, and then you know, but I look at the fourth down. Um, stops as, as turnovers as well. So offense took care of the football and defense were able to stop them from scoring a lot of points.
1: How pleased have you been with the growth of the Mike linebacker position these first two
0: weeks? Yeah, I've been really happy with it. I think um, looking at what Coach Lamb's done with that group, he's done a great job in mentoring the linebackers and Coach Tuyaki's done a great job at, at uh, putting a scheme that those guys can thrive in, you know, and so fact that Kavika is doing well and all those linebackers that we're playing, we're playing a, a good number of linebackers on the field and, and uh, for a lot of them it's their first time getting reps and and uh, they're playing really assignment sound and technique sound football so we can always improve and get better but we're, we're asking mm-hmm. from a, a lot from a young guy, a bunch of young guys and they're starting to step up and make some plays.
1: You've seen you guys use this three-man front a lot through the first two weeks with a more of an air-rate type of attack that USC deploys on offense. Can that look a little better in your mind against a defense like this having more guys playing in space? Does it matter? I don't know. You guys are all
0: trying to get the playbook again. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know. Just, maybe against USC we'll only rush one we'll see what happens. (laughs) I don't know. You answered your cold question already. So, yeah, I don't know what to say. I just, we're going to do whatever we can to, to stop them from scoring points or try to Try to stop him from scoring points.
1: BYU's been on the receiving end on what some people have said, missed targeting calls, and then of course Devin gets dinged um, with a targeting call. What were your thoughts yeah. on that? Is that what you saw as well?
0: I mean, looking at the rule, it was. I was just. I think I'm, I'm just frustrated over the whole thing because there's the deliberate um, intent to hurt, and then there's one that's like I don't. I don't know. If you're looking at the rules, you just got to live by the rules. He knows better than that, and it's a good way for us to learn from it. But. Um, I don't know, I, I've said it before, I don't know how you can do an unsportsmanlike conduct and continue to keep playing in the game uh, with a, with a, you can organize a celebration and even taunt another player and still stay in the game, give another chance. And for a, uh, you know, if you're looking at something that's not deliberate targeting, then I don't know why you wouldn't do that for these young men that work so hard in the offseason to play only 12 guaranteed team games and trying to earn a 13th in a bowl game and that's if they stay healthy. and So I'm looking after the kids first and not really, um, I mean, and I know they have to protect the players, but I don't think if it's something that's incidental, I don't think it needs to really be so harsh.
1: With, with what Oldroyd's been able to do to start the year, what, what kind of a weapon do you feel you have right now with the kicking game?
0: Oh, yeah, he's, he's a great kicker, and um, he's just a freshman, so he has a lot more years to kick, but I think he's just so competitive, and that whole, that whole specialist group is, is a unique group. Ed Lamb's worked with them, Gavin Fowler's working with them, and so they've been able to do some really good things, and, and it's just the way they work together, you know, with Danny Jones and, and Skyter Southam and Mitch Harris, Britt Hogan, and um, Jake Older, those guys work really well together, and they even work out hard in the weight room, so that, that, makes, that makes a huge difference for us, but Jake's a competitive guy, just like all the other guys in that group, and that helps out when they get better every week. So he's, he's improving as we, as we continue to practice.
1: There's, everybody seems to be trying to come up with like a nickname for him. Do you, do you guys have a nickname for him on the team? Do you have one for him?
0: No, I don't. You remember that Seinfeld um, episode where George Costanza tries to make his own nickname up? Yeah, T-Bone. Yeah, I don't think you should ever do that. You should just kind of <laughs> let it happen. So. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> yeah, so it can't come from the specialist group. It has to be something that's earned, those nicknames
1: how's
0: your uh, ankle you said yeah I heard it so I heard it in the um, on Micah's catch I was running down the sideline in the coach's box where you're allowed to run and um, apparently someone's uh, I don't know n- none of the coaches want to admit it but one of their um, headphones the box fell on the ground and I stepped on it and popped my ankle and I didn't go down though because I was telling them to spike it I just stayed up spiking it and tried to you know try to toughen it out a little bit, but it was hurting. And then I don't know. In the in the overtime, we were having a lot of fun. It was, it was still bugging, and it was pretty swollen. But uh, I was able to do a lot of chest bumps and hug. And then as the adrenaline wore off, it started to hurt even more. And um, you know, but it's fine now because the ankle's great. People ask me how my ankle's doing. It's a winning ankle, so it feels awesome. <laughs> you asked a few questions.
1: USC has always been considered one of these prestigious brands in college football, especially out west. Just how much does it mean for the program just to play, a, you know, a great brand like that here in Provo?
0: You know, I think that's awesome for for them to have them here and the opportunity that they're ranked and that we had to play them. I know that coaching staff; they're a great coaching staff and they've done an amazing job at developing their players. They'll have them ready. I think for for me as a head coach is focusing on what we can do as a as a unit as a team and make sure that we perform at our best. That's the key. I I don't think we've done it yet, you know, and so my job is to make sure that. On, uh, on Saturday afternoon that we, we play at our best. And uh, we're getting better, but we'd like to, this would be a good time to, to play at our best in all three phases and, and uh, give our fans something to remember.
1: There are coaching staff that's been under fire, got a big win this past weekend. Your guys in this position, you guys know how much pressure is on coaches. Can that help relieve some of the pressure just seeing your team go out and do what they did last week and your team even did this past week?
0: I just like helping young men and, and uh, to achieve their dreams and their goals. So, uh, seeing those guys have uh, have a lot of fun and enjoy the game that they grew up loving that's that that makes it for me, you know. So, uh, and there's a lot of coaches that that's why they're into this profession is helping young men and and uh, making sure that they're uh, you know good contributors to the community later on when they're graduating. So, um, yeah, I, I think that. Having them just smile is a lot of fun, and and seeing them even learn from losses and, and be able to bounce back has been a lot of fun. As we go through the season, we're gonna have a lot of those moments that, that uh, I just thrive on on being able to see these guys do well and, and uh, enjoy their, their life and, and be you know have fun being a college kid. Last question:
1: What do you remember of uh, USC starting defensive tackle Jay Dufayle, who's from? He's a baller. Yeah,
0: and... he's a great player. So I mean, he's. I think he's only a true sophomore right now. He's he is a great one, going to be a high draft pick. He's a amazing player, and um, it's going to be a good matchup for our line. So I think we've we've gotten us against some really good D lines along the way, and uh, he works really well. That that defensive front is really um, really athletic and talented, you know. And Jay's one of the guys that stands out, but they have a, a good number of players and. I know their coach, you know, Chad Kahaha is a great D-line coach, and I know he'll have them ready, but that's some great talent that he's working with up front, and uh, it's going to be fun to see Jay here. I wish he was in a different uniform when we're recruiting him, but it'll be, it'll be a good matchup for our guys. Thank you. All right, guys, thank nice you. Guy. Hey, Kalani, did you ask uh, Zach Dabo to him to throw a shoe? Oh, yeah. So he threw the shoe. We took him off the field because I – I, I didn't believe it at first. I thought it was a bird or something flying <laughs> in the air. And then I, I saw it, and, and uh, so he pulled him out because that's something, nothing. That's I'd rather have my guys help him up than I don't expect him to tie the shoes for him. But should at least give him the, him shoe. the shoe. he <laughs> tossed it, and uh, he came to the side, and I was like, "Well, what are you thinking?" He goes, "I, I don't know. I just you know, he, he just had this adrenaline." And so, just next time, just give the shoe to him, and yes. it will be okay. A little training involved. <laughs> yeah, it was an impressive throw. He should have thrown discus in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys.